Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Tuesday, January 4th, 2022, and this is day 1389 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you so much for this fabulous, beautiful day that you blessed us to wake up to see. Thank you for the birds that sing, that give us this wonderful orchestra every single morning. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you gifted us to do. You equipped us with all that we need now, Lord, that we will be encouraged to go forth and do it. And I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. And I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. Uh, today's message is stand up for your future. Yep, stand up for your future. Stand up for what's right, but we need to uh, take a stand for our future. We're going to be coming out of Numbers chapter 27, verses 1 through 11. Not very long, but extremely powerful, showing five young women who took a stand for their future. All right, so Numbers chapter 27, starting at verse 1, and it says, The daughters of Zelophehad, son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Makur, the son of Manasseh, belonged to the clans of Manasseh, son of Joseph. The names of the daughters were... Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Terza. They came forward and stood before Moses, Eliezer the priest, and the priests, the leaders, and the whole assembly at the entrance to the tent of meeting and said, Our father died in the wilderness. He was not among Korah's followers who banded together against the Lord, but he died for his own sin and left no sons. So basically, he didn't follow after the evil doer, doers, Korah and, and his clan that went up against Moses and against God. He was not that way. He was a, he was a righteous man who, who literally died of, you know, when it was time for him to die. And uh, he had no sons. Why should our father's name disappear from his clan? Because he had no son. Give us property among our father's relatives. So Moses brought their case before the Lord. And the Lord said to him, What Zelophehad's what daughters are saying is right. You must certainly give them property as an inheritance among their father's relatives and give their father's inheritance to them. Say to the Israelites, if a man dies and leaves no son, give his inheritance to his daughter. If he has no daughter, give his inheritance to his brother. If he has no brothers, give his inheritance to his father's brothers. 
if he has a father, if his father had no brothers, give his inheritance to the nearest relative in his clan that he may possess it. This is to save or this is to have the force of law for the Israelites as the Lord commanded Moses. Mighty, mighty powerful, isn't it? These five women boldly got up and stood before the whole nation of the Israelites and, uh, you know, the whole clan and said, now, I don't know if this was all the two plus million people or just those that uh, were the leaders. Uh, But nevertheless, it took a lot of courage to stand up uh, and to say, we are just as valuable and and we are just as worthy uh, as sons. Being daughters, uh, we are important as well. And the history, the legacy of our family should not just disappear because my father had no sons. Amazing. And look what God did. <laughs> Moses took it to God and, and God changed. He said, that's right. And he said, now, this is what you need to add to this whole thing. They got something going. They took a stand and, and boldly uh, took that stand and God made a change. Wow. We should do the same. Point number one, taking a stand for what is right changes history. At the age of six, year, six years old, Ruby Bridges changed history by being the first black child to attend an all-white elementary school. Uh, through her stance and her family's stance, they show us what true courage looks like, even forgiveness, what that looks like to forgive the people, uh, the white mobs that were there every single morning at 8 a.m. waiting on her as she Uh, was being um, escorted in by special National Guard forces. Uh, I think it was about four of them that she had to stand between uh, to walk into the classroom. And uh, how uh, how horrific that must have been. And um, one of the things that that she said that Ruby Bridges said as a a grown woman now, how she learned uh, that that it's not about generalizing people and putting everyone in the same box to judge. It's not about judging people. She said, because the white teacher that came to teach her, I think she came from New York, she came in and she taught her. And she said she looked just like the white mobs that were out in front of her school, but she didn't act like them. She was very kind. She and Ruby Bridges, as a matter of fact, are friends to this day. So we have to be careful about judging people or putting everyone in the same box. So she was, she was not, she did not hold a grudge because when she did finally notice that there were a handful of kids that were going there, white kids, and they were on the playground playing and she wanted to go out and play too. So her teacher took her out, let her play. And they came over and said, we can't play with you. And she said, why? And they said, because our parents said we can't play with a nigger. And uh, she was just crushed. But yet, she said not really badly because she understood. She said at that age even, she 
she understood that when your parents tell you to do something, because she said, if my parent had told me not to play with an Asian child or a Mexican child or an Indian child, because my parents said so, I wouldn't do it. So she knew, you know, that, that if their parents told them to do that, that they need to do what their parents said do. So she understood that and she did not hold a grudge against them. She went through mob attacks from white people who did not want black people at their school in New Orleans. There were even death threats. Ruby stuck it out, graduated from elementary school and then the high school at the very school. Uh, I think it was William France. I know it was France was the name of the school. Uh, Ruby Bridges now uh, in her 60s is a successful businesswoman with a husband and four sons. <laughs> kind of like the opposite of the story I just read to you out of the Bible. Um, the, there were five daughters. Well, she had four sons. She has created the Ruby Bridges Educational Foundation for the purpose of increasing parental involvement in schools. So she changed history, right? And she's con by integrating the school. So after about a year, <laughs> those white families were like, you know what? We These kids are acting crazy at home. They acting well. They need to go to school. So <laughs> they gave in because they just couldn't take it anymore. And uh, Ruby changed the course of history. And uh, it is something sometimes we might take for granted, but that was a very huge thing uh, for her to stick it out and for mostly her parents sticking it out. And her mom said she prayed every single day from the time she got to school, from the time she got home, because it was life-threatening. You know, and she said, Ruby said she would have Bridget, I mean, Ruby Bridges would have dreams uh, about the this doll that they made, that they put a black doll that they put in a casket that they made and would show that the mob would show that to her and say, you're going to die, you know, and you need to leave here and all that. And she said she would have dreams about that casket with a doll in it that was made a black doll made to look like her. And for her to grow up and now helping families, helping parents to be involved in their children's lives in schools says a lot, doesn't it? Uh, many times we, God will change history for us by us obeying him and taking a stand. So point number two, what history changing stance has God shown you to stand up for? We must fight the good fight of faith as kingdom builders of Jesus Christ. Our ultimate stance is sharing the love of God with others, changing their history from eternal damnation with Satan to eternal life with Jesus Christ. Don't ever be afraid to stand up for what is right as these five beautiful sisters did. They stated facts in their stance. Their first one was their father was a righteous man. The second one, he had no sons. Third, having no sons is no reason to wipe out our father's name. Fourth, give us our father's property that rightfully belongs to us. Fifth, and the Lord said, 
they are right. Oh, glory to God. When we take a stand, <laughs> we just, you know what? We just will be amazed at sometimes at what God will do and say when you take that stand. And that stand for these women changed history as it did with Ruby Bridges and many others that are behind the scenes and they're not, there are no books written about them. They're, they're changing history in their households and their neighborhoods and their communities. You know, you don't hear about them in the paper or in the news. There are people like you changing history every day. I'll never forget um, while working at a school teaching um, conflict resolution skills to youth and my team and I, we would uh, go in the teacher's lounge and eat our lunch during the break. And uh, we would meet different teachers. Well, while being in there, <clears throat> and first of all, I think teachers um, should be paid way more <laughs> and, and are usually uh, not really appreciated for all that they do. Uh, but we know that all teachers, we don't need to generalize them all and say they're all bad or whatever. But in this case, uh, one of the teachers was saying something very negative about a student or about a generalizing students, period. And uh, she was just talking bad about them because she worked in the ISS room, which was the in-school suspension class, and saying, yeah, they're all this, they're all bad, they're just this, there's no... Hope, but you know, just saying all these negative things, and uh, we're you know about three of us sitting there that we're you know from the Center for Conflict Resolution and and looking at each other like, really, she's saying this about our precious students, even though I know kids can be a can be uh, quite a trip at times, but that does not mean that that's who they are. All right, that maybe they're trying to say uh, something else is wrong. What what is the what is at the root of the problem, you know, and if you're going to punish them because of that, uh, maybe they didn't say things the way you wanted them to say it or in the tone that you wanted them to say it doesn't make them a bad person. So as she, once she got through, I said, you know, what you just said really crushed my heart and her whole demeanor changed. I said, I don't, I don't agree with you on what you said about the students I said, it could be something else going on, just as I, I just stated to you, uh, something else going on with them. You know, that doesn't make them a bad person, just like with us as adults. It doesn't make us a bad person if we, you know, do something that, you know, you may not agree with. It it just may be something else that we not, haven't quite tapped into to figure out what the problem really is. And by the time we got through talking, she said, you know, uh, basically, and I, I can't remember exact words, but she was saying something like, you're right, and I need to not put them all in the one box. And um, yeah, basically, it just the whole temperature in the room changed. Uh, the whole demeanor changed because I think she was used to everyone else chiming in and saying the same thing and just cutting the students down to nothing. And we weren't standing for that. I was not standing for that. And I'm grateful to God for giving me um, the boldness to take a stand um, because these are people that could not speak for themselves. 
And it also helped to change the trajectory for her as she's dealing with these students. There was another situation um, a few years ago. I was in a meeting that would take place uh, on Prospect at the library once a month or so, and it would be the meeting of the neighborhood associations in that area. And I remember the person that was over the neighborhood association in the area of our church on Prospect saying that he wants to cut down trees, uh, a, a particular tree that was a shade tree because he didn't like it because prostitutes would congregate there. This is what he said. Uh, and I was furious. I mean, you know, I'm being black. I don't turn red. So if I was white, you would see that I was red. <laughs> I mean, but listen, I was so upset. I was so angry for him saying something like that. Uh, as a matter of fact, putting other people down and everybody else, it was probably about 30 people at the table and, and others were saying, yeah, and somebody with the city says, well, I can get that handled. Uh, yeah, we don't want them congregating there as though they were animals. You know, these are people, these are human beings just like us. We don't know. First of all, they're not prostitutes. They're human beings that happen to maybe be into prostitution or being prostituted. We don't know what's going on with them, what's happened to them in their lives. And for you to just uh, single them out and say that. And so I told him and I said, I don't agree with you on that. And I don't think it's right to say, you know, to put these women down and to cut down the tree, uh, saying that you don't want them congregating there and getting shade. So you're going to cut down the tree. Well, we kind of went back and forth on this, um, you know, and others were very silent uh, and it was basically me and him sparring back and forth about it. And uh, to the point of he did not get that tree cut down, tell you that much. Uh, the tree still stands. And I said to him, these are people uh, just like you and I. And we need to do something more like have a conversation, like sit together and talk about it. And, and find out what they might need, what might be a better place for them. But don't just cut down the tree. You're going to be cutting down trees forever. You need to get to the root of the problem. All right. So, yeah, taking a stance for what is right. God will use you to do that, to change history. And I'm grateful to God for in the boldness and encouragement to do that, even when others may be against you. You don't need to worry about that. You just do what God called you to do. Now, if you don't know Jesus, oh my goodness, that is the most important thing that could have ever happened for us. The death of our Lord and Savior who died so that we can have life for eternity with the Father, with him. And he rose up victorious over death, hell, and the grave to reconcile us back to the Father. Romans 10 and 9 says that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org.
or check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please don't forget to check out our tzonekc.org website to learn more about what we're doing with youth, teaching them workforce skills and life skills and entrepreneurship and sign your youth up uh, and be a partner as well. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.